Back in 2017, at a National Constitution Convention in Uluru, First Nations groups from across the country came together and delivered a statement from the heart. With the recent federal election coming to a close, how is that progression towards achieving what was set out in the Uluru Statement from the Heart? I recently spoke with Barbara Shaw, one of the Uluru Position Working Group. The group consists of male and female First Nations representatives from across the country who aim to take the reforms from the Uluru Statement from the Heart forward. On the east coast of far north Queensland, members of the working group recently had a meeting in the city of Cairns. This is the second year anniversary of the Uluru Statement from the Heart. And I guess what's got me over um, to Cairns recently is that out of Uluru there there were members elected to be on a working group and to keep um, the momentum of the Uluru Statement moving forward. So, yeah, I, I was elected out of this meeting to attend as much meetings as I can to seek support and interest from the rest of the wider public to support the Uluru Statement from the heart. And how is that process going? What what, what are the next steps? I think the next step now, looking at this year's NAIDOC theme, is the Makarara and uh, looking at the boys' treaty and truth-telling. And that's those three agenda or topics were most important that people thought would come out of um, the convention at Uluru. People were calling for a voice to parliament and truth-telling across Australia from massacres to keeping parliamentarians accountable to their policies in relation to Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander people. And treaty is like, you know, making agreements between government, you know, whether it be federal or state territory, and then also having treaties amongst ourselves as Aboriginal people. Was there still optimism and strength moving forward? As we know, there was some pushback from government and, and in particular the coalition government with Malcolm Turnbull when he was the Prime Minister when the Uluru Statement first came out. You know, they have, you know, talked about the potential of going to a referendum and, and have, I believe, uh, you know, potentially committed funds towards the voice to parliament. But things like treaty and stuff like that have been a little bit quiet. Um, what, what are your thoughts from that in the meeting? Do, do you think people are still very confident in, in moving forward? I believe that people are comfortable in moving forward. For example, you look at, you know, people of Victoria and the Victorian Parliament, well, they want to move on on a treaty process with the people down there. Last year, up at the Barunga Festival, we celebrated 30 years of the Barunga Statement, and which was handed to Bob Cunha, rest in peace, Bob Hawke, our former Labor Prime Minister for the federal government back in 88. And then we had... Chief Minister Michael Gunner signed a treaty process between NT government and the four land councils of the Northern Territory. So things are moving on and I think people are now wanting to have this process move forward and, you know, there are people that have been elected to this by the people to keep it moving And and I guess this is another step for Aboriginal people also to move forward because today we sit on the shoulders of our elders that have laid the foundation in in a lot of this process so our next generation and like for myself and future generations to come they know how hard our old people have fought and struggled in this country and you know this will 
probably build also on the foundation of reconciliation, even though that was a tokenism from um, the John Howard government or era, we need to reconcile with our governments, you know, and making sure that we're part of the decision-making process, you know, or have influence around policies that affect Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. And you just touched on it then in terms of reconciliation. It is Reconciliation Week. Do you think now is the perfect time to continue those discussions about the Uluru Statement? And we had so many Aboriginal people and, and leaders and community representatives coming together. One would assume that, you know, that that is obviously the pathway that a lot of Aboriginal people are looking toward. Yeah. Well, you know, reconciliation also is, is to reconcile any past wrongs or past doings. So that's that's an easy way to explain reconciliation. And that also leads into the word makarara is, um, it's a Yulunga word that it's been used for a, for a very long time. And the Yulunga people of East Arnhem Land, they've actually given the rest of Australia to use that, you know, given them permission to use that word. And in the Yulunga language, it means settling our differences after conflict. And, you know, over 200 years, there's been no real reconciling our differences or settling our differences after conflict. So um, it's also another word for a mediation too, you know. So hopefully the governments, hopefully they will get it right when it comes to us because we know how to settle our differences. One thing I've got to do is, you know, mention our newly elected Indigenous Affairs Minister who has replaced... Nigel Scallion is Ken Wyatt. He's Aboriginal, he's Noongar from Western Australia for the seat of Husluck. So hopefully we will continue dialogues with the federal government, even though, you know, and especially for him being Aboriginal and Indigenous, so he should know how we feel, you know. So I guess there's got to be more dialogues with the federal government around all of this. So in terms of like meetings and, and, and spreading the message and things like that with your role within the working group for Uluru Statement of the Heart, can you just explain, uh, you know, is that just where you talk at the meetings or, you know, do you uh, spread that message outside of it and things like that as well? One of the things for myself, being Deputy Chair for the Central Land Council, you know, second the female under the current director David Ross, um, I'm the second female deputy chair and under the new CEO I'm the first um, deputy chair for land council so we have these discussions all the time and where uh, you know the Uluru statement from the heart is going to lead us and and where and when it's going to take us forward and hopefully we will in the future get the right people that's going to be based to represent us at at that higher level within the federal government. I guess where we have these discussions, we have it all the time. I'm due to go to um, Melbourne for a National Native Title Conference and there is another time and space where we can discuss the Uluru Statement as well and see where where we're going at with everything. So there was talks about PBC's prescribed body corporates and where treaty voice and and truth-telling is that within our PBCs. So whenever chance I get um, to discuss it, um, I will. Um, even if people ask me questions, I'll, I'll, I'll share my thoughts and where we're going to go with it. Um, at the end of the day, everybody needs to be educated on um, the voice, 
truth-telling and treaty, especially around the Uluru Statement from the Heart and, and around constitutional change because where this has become is basically amending or getting rid of the race powers of the Australian Constitution and that's where the Uluru Statement from the Heart came from.